Hey, Hound Dogs, I'm David Hankins. I'm Paul Hankins. I'm Trevor Hankins. And I'm Julie Cannon. And you're on the air with Power Squared. Uh, this oh. week we're going to talk about issue 19, which is coming out on Wednesday. Uh, Wednesday, December 6th. Yeah. When this actually will be up on YouTube. Yes. Ooh. See how that ties in? Um, <laughs> uh, we were going to have Rachel Wells, but she uh, had to back out at the last minute. Uh, but so. What do we remember about issue 19? It seems like it was a little while ago that we did it. I remember it being easier to letter. <laughs> yeah, a lot of action, less lettering, yeah. less uh, camera. I remember doing something that, like, it paid off visually, but I ended up, like, um, like, I remember since there was, like, a lot of, like, effects going on into it, I decided to try something out with the line art. And it paid off in the end, but I also remembered how like critical I had to be when trying to color it, because I had to make sure I didn't blend in with everything else that uh, Rachel did in terms of line work. All right. So we should start with maybe writing it. So I think we talked about this briefly in our little writer's roundtable, but you wrote most of this. Yes. Uh, want to talk about the idea behind the story? Uh, yeah, so... I wanted to emphasize, I thought that we needed to keep emphasizing the uh, yokai aspect of Power Squared. So I was trying to think of a yokai that would be like a good opponent, I mm -hmm. suppose. Uh, I remembered the uh, Yosenju archetype in Yu-Gi-Oh! And uh, which was about uh, Kamui Tachi. And uh, I, so I ended up looking into them more and was, uh, as I researched them, I realized I could easily make a story around it. Okay. So then part of that was also uh, the wind would be a major aspect. Okay, so there, there are three Kamutachi. Yes. Uh, they each seem to have a different function or is that you yes. save it for the book or you'll at least talk a little bit about that now? Uh, yeah so there are actually uh, multiple interpretations of Kama Itachi uh, and actually the Yosenju archetype kind of reflects that with the different uh, cards but uh, so I went with the interpretation where it's uh, three uh, where one of them knocks someone down the other cuts someone and then the other kind of uh, heals it so it's like they weren't there <laughs> but the oak the kamaitachi are uh basically uh around uh, used to explain the idea of like you fall down and you get scraped <laughs> all right uh well, and so is it i mean are they being evil to knock you down and cut you and then act like they weren't there i mean that last and, step uh, sort of, it's nice but it's in Japan, uh, spirits aren't a hundred percent malevolent like okay. they are in like American folklore. So they just sort of mess with you, kind of like, hey, what happened? Yeah, yeah. Okay. A lot of them are more mischievous. Yeah. So like, uh, yeah. Okay. Just trying to, you know, people are. What's a common touch? <laughs> so. Um, we would ask Rachel about drawing it, but she's not uh, with us. 
Uh, so mm -hmm. you talked about coloring it. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of wind. Was that an issue for you at all? Oh, no, not at all. It was like one of those things because um, <clears throat> the one thing I, when I used to be the colorist is I was used to just putting on the flats and the, and then rendering it from there. So I hardly ever played around with the line work itself. So like either adding colors or sometimes like, um, or maybe like even like making some effect on the line work as well. So in this issue, I decided to try to add a bit more like, I guess, color to the wind itself than just adding like, I guess, white or blue or whatever I put down there just to indicate that it was like its own thing, if that makes any sense. Yeah, blue. Yeah. <laughs> So like the, the the moment I did that, I started realizing. Wait, I had to like um, afterwards. I had to remember. I had to also erase everything outside of that, so that way the blue was just committed to the wind. Yeah. So and it was the thing of like everything was in one one layer because um, with how like you, how the pages were given to me, I only everything like all the lines were already on one layer. So I really had to be careful on how I would place the extra coloring on the line work just to make sure it looked clean. Okay, that, and what you're it, saying, I would say it was worth it. What you're saying is English, but I don't understand what you're saying. You're English, <laughs> English is a language. Yeah, no. <laughs> and, and I understand English some of the language, words. Power Squad 2020. <laughs> what? I like your funny words. That you could... <laughs> oh, I recognize some of the words you're saying. I'm not really sure what you're doing when you say what you're doing. All right, so there's thing you do. There's this thing you do on Photoshop, but oh, <laughs> oh, wait, you're serious. <laughs> well, yeah, I was asking a question. Oh, I no, an so answer, like, no, like, lady. so like, basically, what I did on on there is, um, so like a little thing that some like just for anyone out there is, um, our process is they would give me the um, after Rachel finishes up the lines and everything, I would receive all of the images via this file called a TIFF file. So it's all like already compressed and it's a page. So I end up doing some stuff to make sure though like I get only the line work. And then from there I was able to like basically color over the line work without interfering everything else. The problem the problem was with the line work is everything else like everything else that Rachel um, inked was also a part of the wind effect that she did, which was no problem at all. So I just had to be really careful when I wanted to try to separate the wind from, like, the wind effect from everything else that was going on. So, just to make it so, like, the wind itself was its own thing. Okay. And it was worth it in the end. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it looks good. I just was, you know, I didn't quite understand what you were saying. I'm not a colorist. I'm not an artist. Not, <laughs> you know, so I was just trying to understand. Oh, no, no, you're good to run. Sorry about that. Give me, give me, you know shit for it uh, <laughs> when i wrote the issue i also tried to uh minimize the dialogue yes which was why it was easy for Trevor. <laughs> well i meant i could get it done faster <laughs> there's whole pages with really no dialogue <laughs> just action yeah and wind with the wind i wanted to give uh rachel a challenge and did she live up to the challenge? I think so. Okay. <laughs> I do like the the, uh, the the actual character she drew. Yeah. In general, with the issues, uh, the couple issues that I wrote, I was also half trying to give the artist a challenge. 
Well, we'll talk about the challenge you gave Julia some other time. <laughs> <laughs> I like the uh, the characters. Yeah. Well, Tommy Tachi. They're they're really cute to color. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just like, oh no. <laughs> <laughs> they're cute but evil, or not evil. No, it's okay. <laughs> Well, that's not spoiled, the issue. Well, just go share a story. <laughs> hey, I don't, think, I don't think a little image on the thing is, oh, I'm not going to read it now. <laughs> I saw an image on the page. Oh, no, the story is ruined, everybody. Yeah, no. <laughs> just turning off the video. Bloop. <laughs> no, it's, a, it's a very good issue, I think. I would say it's a good, like, <clears throat> what's the word I'm looking for? It's like a good, like, in a way, palate cleanser to what the boys have been going through. Albeit they're almost, like, they're going through another turmoil with yokai again, but I'd say it's a, still, like, a nice little, like, palate cleanser from, like, what they've been, like, dealing with. <laughs> yeah, it, uh, is comparatively more of a breather. <laughs> yeah. What's it called? Like, a filler episode? Sort of, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Well, they they just got through with the Mocha Raven story arc. Yeah. Where they were brutally beaten. <laughs> yeah. So it's good to, for a story like that, it's good to kind of have something that's more filler-ish to put space between the major uh, arcs. Right. Okay. Uh, was there anything else about the issue? Well... I guess not. Uh, it's going to be available on December 6th in the usual places. You can find it through the campus store on the website, powersquaredcomicbook.com slash the campus, or is it campus store? Um, and uh, we have a link to the various uh, outlets. Yes. And a lot of it is there's a couple of digital outlets with Global Comics and Kindle and also Indie Planet, and then you can also buy a physical copy on Indie Planet and at artithmeric.com. Yes. So. Everywhere. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, basically, yes, you can, you can read it from anywhere. Yes. Yeah. In the planet. So, I guess that's it. I think so. Right. Short <laughs> but sweet. So until next time, I'm David Hankins. I'm Paul Hankins. I'm Trevor Hankins. And I'm Julia Cannon. And you've been on the air with Power Squared. Bye!